Alright everybody, just a few weeks back we did Lethal Weapon for you, the first installment of a franchise of films by director Richard Donner. Richard Donner has gotten together this time with writers Jeffrey Boehm, Shane Black, and Warren Murphy and came up with a great script for a second movie follow-up for the franchise. In this movie, a new character is added with Joe Pesci playing him as Leo Getz and the action and the one-liners, as usual, are non-stop. So go grab that drink and snack and sit back and take a listen and let's enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show, Retro Life for You. I am the host, Chris Adams. Thanks for joining us this week. This week, we have a different co-host, if you will, uh, Brian from the Three Cousins podcast. Now, if you remember, we had one of the other guys on just about a month or so ago where we did Red Dawn, and Brian is going to join us this week on this show because he was drooling over it when he heard what we were going to do. I mean, he's literally, literally wiping his mouth right now as we speak, I see him. You can't see him, but I can see him. I mean, it, it's scary, but Brian, thanks for coming on with us this week, man. Uh, Chris, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, it's three dash cousins. Uh, yeah. check us out. Yeah. Tell everybody a little bit about your show for a second. Uh, so we're, we're three cousins that share nothing in common except for DNA. And we are rated E for everyone. I promise, Chris, I will keep this PG. <laughs> Even though we're He's going to try. He's going to try to. I mean, if he at some point explodes and goes nuts and, and we, get a, we get a tirade going on, then you know what's happening. Um, no, Chris, thank you very much for having us on, buddy. I appreciate it. I no problem. Glad to have you on, really. I really am. Uh, yeah, definitely check the podcast out. You, you really get a blast with these guys. They're fun to listen to. Uh, if you're new to the show on this one, you know, uh, go ahead and subscribe to us. We are found on all the podcast platforms pretty much. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. And I they can actually, like, click on that little thing that says like and subscribe. Uh, they can. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a free thing to that. do. It's a free thing to do to like and subscribe, and they really should because if you're listening to this show and you've listened to us many times and you haven't followed or subscribed yet, what are you waiting on? And I mean, really, it costs them nothing, but it helps you. That's right. You made me, you made my voice hit an octave this in. I mean, what are you waiting for? Just come out of nowhere. I mean, really. Anyway, we have a website too. I mean, I don't I don't mess it up like some I'm people sorry, do when I talk about your, it. What's your website? Uh, well, unlike some people, I don't mess mine up when I read it out or anything, but it's a www dot retro life, the number four, the letter u.com. So what, 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 what Chris is referring to is the fact that on our website, uh, one of my cousins, uh, do you have that beep handy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does it every time. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, there is a little bit of a problem apparently reading off the website because, uh, it's, I don't know if, if y'all are just putting somebody on the spot each week it's someone's different turn or whatever, but they, they, they keep messing up somewhere along the way. 
Now we just we just like the what's the what you got the beep again? Hand I I promised Chris I wasn't gonna curse on this episode, so so he's gonna try his best not to because I I don't know I mean I'm I can try to catch him with the beep, but it's I can't keep my finger on the button because I might be just too much through the show and it's gonna drive people crazy listening to it. So, so we yeah yeah anyways. Good. Your show, man. Go on. Hey, well, all right. So the show this week that we're going to do uh, is Lethal Weapon 2. We did Lethal Weapon, uh, Travis and I did, not too long ago. And he heard it. He's like, dude, I, I wish I'd known you were doing that. I love Lethal Weapon. So I'm like, well, we're going to do the rest of them as well. We're just going to spread it out. So we're going to bring him in here this week for Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, he's he, he's a very big fan of Leo Getz. Uh, that's, his, that, that, that's his main man there because Leo is such a stud, he said. I mean, whatever you need, Leo gets. There's not much you can be looking for. Hey, you know this? Did you see this movie to theater when it came out? I did actually. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day with um, a different movie we had uh, just did a podcast on, and uh, I was thinking I I couldn't remember if it was VHS when I first seen it or if it was actual theater. Now this one here, I did go to the theater for. You didn't see it in the theater. This one I did. Okay. This one I did. We were talking about the Running Man, though, okay. uh, the other day, and I don't, I don't remember if I saw that at the theater or if it was on VHS at that time. But I, I distinctly remember watching this in the theater. When this movie starts out and it opens up, you know, right from the bat, right off the bat, it's going to be fun. Gonna be well, exciting. and you know, one of the things about this this movie as a sequel, I think, is different than other sequels of the time period because. It doesn't really eat. Lethal Weapon is very, very serious. Lethal Weapon 2 is not. Right. It's got more of a comedic stance. Oriented and just goofy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, there's a, a little bit of a little tidbit about that when you're looking at the trivia on it on IMDb where they had Shane Black uh, write the script for it. And the original script he wrote was a little bit too dark for them. They said, yeah. So, and Donner was still the director. Yeah. Donner's still the director, but as far as who ended up uh, doing the rewrite, I think, I think it was, um, what, what was his name? Boaz I'm trying to find it now. Uh, Shane black and Warren Murphy were kind of writing it together. They, they both made a little money off their original draft. I mean, 125,000 a piece for the work. Yeah, but um, they down. had to do like a rewrite of it and to kind of tone it down because in Shane Black's version, they were killing off rigs at the end of it. Yeah. So, and Donner wasn't crazy about that. And then they're like, you know what? Again, I have to watch my mouth. Forget that. <laughs> we needed a part three. So let's not kill anybody off. I wonder if they were 100% sure they were going to do a part three, though, before this, you know, came, because they, they talked about not killing him because they might want to do sequels with him. Well, and it, you remember at the very, very end, there is a lot of carnage. Mm-hmm. And both of them are laying there, and either one of them could have died. And it would have been easy to write them off for, for three to say, oh, yeah, they died in that part. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't kill him off though. I mean, they wanted to make two more movies and you know, I, I liked, I liked the third one. The fourth one I was okay with. I, I kind of liked it, but I mean, 
it, let's just talk about two. I mean, we can talk about you know part five that it's that they're bringing out. They're the only ones that wrote it, but I mean. Sorry, no, I'm nerding out too much about it now. My fault. No, you're not. I tell you, hey, one thing we do on this show, if you listen to it, you know we stray a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it does not stick 100% on the main topic. Did you know? Right, usually, so my, my absolute favorite thing about this movie, mm-hmm. uh, Russian boobs. Russian boobs. Patsy Kensett. Did you, did you know she was the lead singer of a band at one point? I did not know that. In the movie where Leo is cleaning the trailer that Riggs lives in, in the background, I get a song playing, and it's a song that her band did that she was the front person for. That she sang. Really? Yeah. That is too cool. I did not know that. I didn't know that till just today. I was today years old when I learned that. Yeah. Now, I just, I, I remember as, as, as a, a, a youngling looking at Russian boobs, <laughs> I was like, nah. That's okay. Were you already buying your plane ticket and, you know, planning a trip? Yeah. Well, and she was playing a Dutch character, but she's Russian because the bad guys in the, in the movie, they're, they're all Dutch and South African. Yeah. Like the race. Definitely. Definitely South African. I remember that part. I don't remember the Dutch part, but South Africa. Well, I mean, so the Dutch are the, 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 the white part of South Africa. I mean, it's, that's, that's the relationship there and uh but her yeah now she I, I she was like one of my first crushes i i think i, I would definitely have a crush well before her she, she was i'm not i'm not dogging her in any way she's definitely an attractive person for sure definitely pretty definitely likable yeah the character is very likable in the movie i don't know what she's like in real yeah. life though but yeah. the character is very i've likable. never met her in real life i have no idea now usually the first movie in a in a you know if you have a series of movies trilogy or whatever you have uh a lot of times it's the best movie right they go in for a second one or a third one they kind of lose a little bit it feels hey, like hey, you think so uh, uh, some a lot of things do when it comes to can I argue with you? absolutely can i argue with you on this for a little bit absolutely uh godfather 2 mm-hmm. emperor strikes back yeah that's two rocky three what about Rocky Two? I'm just saying both are better than Rocky One. I, just... <laughs> I, I didn't say all sequels are bad. I said a lot of the times when they make sequels, sometimes they kind of fail to compare to the first one. It seems like. Okay. Well, so, I mean, this this is your show. This is your 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 platform. I, I'll, I'll give you an example since you gave me that example. Uh, Smoking a Bandit Two. Garbage. Yep, not as good as the first one at all. Yeah. Smoking yeah. a Bandit Three. Absolute garbage. Hot garbage, yeah. Yes, not very good at all. So um, I can't make the argument for Weekend at Bernie's though, because Weekend at Bernie's two was pretty. That I, I, I did, I did like. But Lethal Weapon is like one of the movies movie. that, to me, carries through and keeps getting either better or it's just as good. I think Lethal Weapon two is just as good. It's not. I think three is probably better. Um, it, it's also a different tone. Mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon One, very very serious. Lethal Weapon Two is much more, uh, what I would call like Mission Impossible kind of goofball action kind of movie. Right, and it, we can't forget the one-liners. Oh, uh, the one-liners were great. 
Yeah. I mean, straight from the beginning of the movie, they're making that, that chase down the road. And they, they, they drive through a fire, and he's like, oh, we're cooking now. You know, little, little things like that, little one-liners. I mean, I don't know if I would say they're, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone big for the one-liners because they're well-known for what they do on theirs. Schwarzenegger in particular, I think. But they did a good job of it. It's, it's They got some, a lot of funny parts, little, little funny one-liners. So the, uh, the, the bad guy in Lethal Weapon 2, um, he executes a guy after he messes up a hit. And then a couple days later, another one of his guys comes in and he's having a conversation with him and he keeps staring at the ground. Right. Looking behind him and everything. And he said, what are you, what are you doing? Well, I just, I'm, I'm making sure I'm staying on plastic. Right. Because the, brother, the original hit, they they executed the guy and they wrapped him up in plastic and you know took him out. Uh, so it's little things like that that I think are are, are nuances that I really liked about the movie a lot. I thought it was uh, not really meant to be a one liner. I don't guess, but what he told the guy was he you make a whole new meaning for drop cloth. Fact, yeah, yeah. Uh, now I was trying to figure this out earlier when I was looking. I couldn't. The, the main bad guy, the one that was you know diplomatic immunity. Oh uh, that's the one that is Arjun Rudd, right? His character's name is Arjun yeah. Rudd. Okay, yeah. so so that was Joss Ackland. Okay, so Mark Ralston. No, can you guys break down what the movie is about itself? We can't. Uh, you know, well, we know what the well people should know what the first one. I've already we've already done that show. So basically, the first one is just like the the, the second one is completely different. In, yeah, in tone and variety. It starts out, it's just supposed to be like a routine drug bust. And it's much more like it tries to be anti-racist, which I appreciated. It just, it ended up being more comedy. Yeah. I mean, the movie started out to be some like a typical drug bust from what you hear from the, the captain when they get after the opening sequence is done. But what happens is basically uh, more things come into play. You got helicopters downtown. You got automatic weapons being fired. You've got a million dollars worth of gold coins called Krugerrands that were in the trunk, uh, which I think that's why the guy got shot on the plastic was that he, he lost all the money and he tells that guy, yeah, well, you know, dollars worth of, uh, of Krugerrands. Right. So, you know, and so basically it's, it's getting pretty big now. The, 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 the little small drug bus has escalated at this point. So um, they decide they're going to, scare the cops away. So they get the guys to go into Murtaugh's home and they kind of jump him in the middle of the night, tape him, uh, his mouth shut, tape his arms and legs together and his wife him, and his wife, make them worry about their kids. You know, what's wondering, you're wondering what happened to your kids. Aren't you? I'd be going crazy right now if it was me. Uh, so the captain ends up giving it this after this happens, they give um, Murtaugh and Riggs a case. That's a little bit easier. They think because after what happened to Murtaugh, he may get use a break. So they're going to babysit Leo Getz until he goes to testify against these people. Okay, 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 I had that WAV file. I meant to upload and I didn't do it. I should have done that. He is phenomenal in that character. I mean, he is. Okay, okay, whatever Leo gets, Leo gets, whatever Leo wants, Leo gets. Yeah, when he's introducing himself to him. This is so you Leo, yeah, Leo gets anything you want. 
Leo gets. You get it? You get what I did there? Huh? <laughs> but anyway, it turns out. By the way, is, you, you, you know, I'm going to have to talk about my favorite scene with him. In a little oh, bit. And you're I know you. Leave. I know you're gonna get there. And, and look about it. Just so everybody knows, I may not bleep this out. I may let it just ride through. So usually we have a PG type show. I may have to change the rating on this one this week and say that it is. Um, so three dash cousins is know. rated E for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd say E. I mean, I, I get for everyone, but it's not for everyone technically because. A lot of people, a lot of people wouldn't put their ten-year-old out there listening to, but there are some ten-year-olds apparently who do listen to you. I like you. I mean, you know, some parents out there are gonna be like, you know, I I can't let you drop them f bombs on my ten-year-old that way because he's gonna start talking to me that way, and I'm a backhanded. (laughs) Not not today they wouldn't. If if your ten-year-old drops an f bomb on you, backhand them. I'm just saying. (laughs) Twenty years ago, thirty years ago, that would have happened for sure. No, it happens in my house. I, if it, no, I'm sorry. I live in the South, dude. So, so, so you still got a little bit of them, what they call morals somewhere deep down in there. I guess down in there. Uh, that's funny. Just not, just not when you're doing the shows. I mean, you know, you let you let the beast come out for the shows. I guess. Um, but yeah, the, the, we'll get to that in just a minute, though. The, I know what you're going to talk about already, so we definitely got to get to that because it's like like the highlight of the movie. It feels like. So uh, anyway, more or less, the whole Leo Getz thing ties into the drug deals. Uh, it's the same people. So it, it all escalates from there. Some of the people that were cops that you see from the first one as well get killed in this one. They get killed off. Um, not major players, but people you'd recognize, I guess. Um, you want to talk about the toilet scene first? I was going to get to that in a minute because there's something funny. Do you remember that toilet scene? We'll go and do it now. The toilet scene was a teaser for the movie. Before yeah. it hit the theater. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. And at, at the end of the teaser, the toilet lands on his wife's station wagon on the car. And the that caption says. got destroyed in that movie. It, it, it was, this was a new car rig. So it still is. Um, it's the, a new car. It's just destroyed. <laughs> when, the, when the toilet lands on the car, the caption reads on the thing. Uh there's uh, something about the guys are back and this time they're not taking no crap. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the, uh, that was it, it. If I had to pick a favorite scene from the movie, it's, it's probably that whole sequence when he realizes he hadn't checked in, he goes to the house and he walks in, he's on the toilet talking about getting his magazine. Yeah. They're like, Oh, is that the one with the such and such? Like, yeah. He goes, Oh, you had a great magazine. You know, have a little casual conversation while he's sitting on the toilet pants down around his ankles and then comes to find out he shows him on the toilet paper where he said i looked over and i saw this and it says uh boom you're dead i think yeah yeah he's like oh is that all i thought it was something worse <laughs> but then he gets in looks and he's like you know tell me i'm not messed up he goes right. well you didn't so say that but how as a grown man now looking back at the movie so when I was a teenager, when I first saw it, I, I didn't feel the same way. But as a grown man now, how great is it to have a friend that is willing to hold your hand and be there when your legs are numb? Can't move, can't stand. And there's a bomb underneath your butt. I I would I would love I, I think that is true friendship. I that that is to me one of the greatest scenes in in cinema ever. And it's 
purely because their relationship together, they love each other. They're they're dudes. They love each other. They're they're great friends. And if one of them's gonna go, the other one's gonna go. And you know what? I don't care if you're sitting on a crapper. <laughs> we're we're either going out together or we're going out alive. You know, the original screenplay Shane Black wrote had uh, basically a lot of that you're talking about in it, where Riggs had come full circle and has finally allowed this family to be a part of his life and everything and be a part of theirs. You see it in the movie though, where he's, he's got it. He's like, Roger, where does Trish keep my laundry? Like he keeps clothes there at their house. Yeah. He does his, loves his laundry there at their house. You know, treats the kids like they're his kids. Well, yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, like, uh, even before that, the, uh, the, uh, the daughter is entertaining a boyfriend over at the house I mean, they're not doing anything. It, it's just, you know, she she's she's got a date over at the house. They're they're waiting for her commercial her, her commercial debut to come on. Yeah, her commercial is not something that her dad's happy about. Um, <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it just shows how much Riggs is part of the family, and he he cares about the kids, but it's. The, the relationship between the two of them that I really love so much about this movie, it's they will do anything for each other, even though like they, they were just forced together in the first movie and it is what it is, but they're, they're solid friends. They're ride or die kind of, I think everybody in their lifetime should have that kind of relationship. Yeah. Would you say this is like basically the ultimate buddy cop movie? Or would you refer to it as a buddy cop? I definitely think it's a buddy. I, I, I wouldn't say it's a buddy cop movie. I just say it's a buddy movie. It's just two dudes that love each other. It doesn't just, matter that they're they just cops. happen to be cops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter that they're cops. They just, they're just, they're just really, really tight. And it, it's, I think that it's, it's important in life. And that's one of the things, uh, and I'm going to get serious for a second. Um, Dealing with mental health and dealing with uh, TBI, especially with veterans and stuff, I think it's important that men start realizing you need to have a buddy. You need to have a guy in your life that is your ride or die and you're, you're there for each other and it doesn't matter. And I think that's one of the things that this movie really brought out a lot of. I agree with you. It did. Definitely brought that out, and everybody should have that good friend. The best, you know, you get your best friend that, that you could tell anything to, do anything with. You'll be there to help out. They help you, all that good stuff and everything. Everybody needs something like that in their life for sure. As a comic and somebody that you're scared that I'm going to curse constantly, <laughs> you did not think I'd be serious at all. Oh, I mean, this is definitely a side of you we have not witnessed before. Um, I might have to just save this one portion and throw it back at you later on and say, Hey, you remember that time when you were serious and you're going to call me a liar probably. And I'll be like, Nope, Nope. I'm going to play it for you. There's definitely part of the reason why I love this. And part of the reason why I wanted to be on your episode to talk about these movies is the relationship between the two of them. The relationship between the two of them, I think, is is so genuine and true and not forced at all. It's just there. It, it's 
And I think that more men should be able to do that in life. Have you ever seen the two of them in an interview together outside of the movie talking about doing the, the lethal weapon movies? I have not. Uh, they they actually seem to be pretty good friends off camera as well. It seems like when you know they, it's not like they hang out every day or anything, but it's like when they get together, that chemistry is just automatically there. It doesn't leave. It feels like they're really good together. Well, and you know, Mel Gibson went through a lot of his stuff when he got drunk and like spouted off, and Dane Glover is one of the ones that was like stood behind him and was like, "No, it was a night." Yeah, yeah, he he definitely had a time frame where he was um, on a radar for a lot of people. Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, that's what happens. I mean, alcohol does things to you you might not want it to do, but then again, you got the people out there that say a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts too. So I'm not saying that he that he's a I'm not saying he's a bad person or he means a lot of what he said or anything like that. But I mean, yeah, a lot of people throw that out there at you all the time that they truly believe that. And you mentioned, uh, drinking, you know, they were talking about the trivia for the show and everything. It says, uh, Donner was shocked when Mel Gibson confided to him that he was drinking five pints of beer for breakfast. Yeah. It's a Tuesday. Uh, it's a Tuesday. Despite his alcohol problems though, they said Gibson was always known for his professionalism and his punctuality. Everybody has their day though. Anywho, where were we at in the movie? I've, we've lost track of the movie. Where were we at with the movie? We were we were talking about when uh, the toilet scene. The toilet scene, yes, the toilet scene. But the bomb squad. And actually, also the uh, his his daughter getting one of one of the the, the best the, the, one of the best scenes that I appreciated so much was the the daughter bringing the the, the dude over and they're they're watching her commercial. Mm-hmm. Which, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know why you're listening to this show. But I think spoiler alert is an understatement here. If you had, like you said, these are '80s movies. Everybody's probably seen it three or four hundred times over. Well, I was gonna say, do you want to go ahead and I'll let you describe it because you don't like my mouth. I mean, we we don't do. I mean, when it comes to spoilers, we don't you know worry about doing stuff like that because we we've practically broken a movie down word for word almost. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I, I I was gonna let you describe it because it's your show and you don't like my mouth. Oh, I, I I have no problem with your mouth. Okay. I told you if I had to put a claim, disclaimer on the show that uh language got carried away on this one. I've done it in the past for other people. Right, it so it's done, about so. a condom commercial. Yes. And it's the 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 daughter is in a commercial for condoms and she invites her boyfriend over and everybody's over watching the commercial and uh Riggs is the only one's like ah, dude you you're fine and he gives her a hug and uh Murtaugh is like I I will kill you do not <laughs> touch my daughter he was what, what did, look, like, what, what do you, when she introduced him, he uh, what, did, what was his name? Like George? I think it was George. I don't remember. He says, George, have I met you? And he goes, yes, sir. We had a conversation about your new hobby room last week. He goes, did you get the impression I liked you? He goes, yes, sir, I did. He goes, well, sit down and shut up. <laughs> about to watch this. I, As somebody that has a 21-year-old daughter, I'm pretty positive I would react the same way. <laughs> do not come into my house and what now? 
I get where he's coming from, but also Rick, it, it, it shows again, like how close they were and how great friends they were mm-hmm. that he's able to be friends with the daughter and take care of the daughter and help the daughter and give her a kiss on the forehead and be like, yeah, it's, it's cool. I'll take your dad. It's, you know, well, dad gets pissed off and walks away. But is it not also funny though, how he also leaves that little hint Oh yeah, Murtaugh all the time. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> cause you know, she liked him in that first movie. She kept oh, yeah. you know, oogling over him and everything. So yeah. And the fact that he leaves that in there throughout the whole series is, is great. Um, the commercial though, the commercial, you remember the guy who was doing, who was building the hobby room. His name is, uh, his name is Jack McGee is his real name. I just seen this a second ago. Yeah. Jack McGee is the guy. Uh, I can't, I, I can't remember what I've seen him in before. He's like one of those care, uh, character players, I think in the other movies and shows, but he ad libbed his line. Really? Okay. If you did, you notice when he said it? When, when's the last time you've actually watched a movie? Uh, I actually watched it earlier today, preparing okay. for this episode. See, I, I watched it yesterday. So, because do you I remember? A professional, and I wanted to make sure that I, I I had seen it recently. The consummate professional. See, that's why you know, Travis. If you're listening to this, you're gone. I said it last week too. <laughs> We we need a consummate professional for this show. Um, th- th- did you notice when when the guy said his line that Mel Gibson started laughing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he ad libbed it, and no one knew he was going to do this. I guess, and the cast and crew liked it so much they kept it in the film because it worked in so perfectly. See, and that's you know. <laughs> All right, so I I I'm on a I I'm on a lot of different uh, podcasts and stuff, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I think it goes horribly. Hmm. And they're like, "No, no, no, we're gonna keep that ad lib in." It makes sense because a lot of times the ad libs make more sense, and the it, the natural motion is fun. Yeah, and and just when you see, it's like I, I go back to Smokey the Man again. That whole movie almost was ad libbed. Sally Field well, said there was hardly three was completely ad libbed. Well, I, I you know three. I don't even claim to know about three. I, I I tried to burn that out of my mind if I can. But Sally Field said the first one was pretty much majority ad lib. There was not much of a script written, and for sure, all of Jackie and yeah, stuff was ad libbed. Yeah, she laughed like ninety percent of the time just because she didn't know what was going to happen. Right. So I mean, stuff like it's cool though when they keep it if it's good. I mean, of course. There's a lot of things not kept that gets on the cutting room floor, but still. Have you ever watched any Mel Brooks movie? Oh, love Mel Brooks movies. I mean, uh, I, I love Blazing Saddles. Um, Blazing Saddles. Um, where are the Robin- white women at? <laughs> where are the white women? Oh, it's a yoo-hoo. Hey, boys. <laughs> Look at who I got. <laughs> uh, Cleavon Little. He's he's hilarious, man. Well, um, that, but yeah. All right, so 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 the I told you before I had uh, Patrick Laberto uh, quite a few months ago on the show. He has an uncredited part in that movie. I did not, uh, know that. and I think they cut it out. He said it didn't quite make it, so he he got paid for it still and was in it. I was on the set and everything and all that good stuff, but they I don't think they put it in there. And he said what it was is some other kids were were picking on him and pushing him around and slapping him around and beating him up a little bit. And the sheriff, the new sheriff, Cleveland little comes over there and breaks it up and sends him home. And he says, 
He says, what we all doing, boy? And he goes, we were just playing a game, sir. He said, what was you playing? He said, we was, it's called Welcome the Sheriff. Because <laughs> they all just, you know, that movie would not go over well today, probably. And it, it, yeah. it really, really and truly, no, no, no. they should have it today. People should learn to laugh again. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the fourth wall here for a second. <laughs> I, I think at some point we need to have a conversation. Uh, maybe we can have a crossover about all in the family, the Jeffersons, all the yes. shows that could not be done today. People, I, I've seen that meme a thousand times, but it's tr- it stands true every time you see it. People would freak out over Archie Bunker and the Jeffersons. They really would. And then Blazing Saddles, of course. I mean, it's got its, its moments. And uh, there's a Saturday Night Live skit. Line, with- my favorite line in Blazing Saddles is when uh, Cleveland Little wakes up Gene Wilder and he says, are we awake? And Gene Wilder looks at him bleary eyed, drunk as hell. Mm-hmm. That depends. Are we black? <laughs> we are. Then we're awake. Like confused. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, 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 it's so perfectly honest of the time. It, it, it's one of those things that every time I see it, I laugh. And I just want to hug my wife and tell her everything's going to be okay. I'm going to have to do a show on Blades of Saddles. That's going to be a show one day. Oh, dude, Definitely. you got to let me off for that one, man. It has to be a show, yes. What's planning out one of these days? That's that's too funny not to talk about. Yeah, well, you're going to have to have all three cousins on. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, well, we can have all three on at the same time. It'll be an out-of-control show. <laughs> we can do that. It'll be out of control, yeah. <laughs> we'll just have a... I'm on a random show this week of Blazing Saddles with four people talking all at the same time the entire hour. <laughs> so, do you ever do? I, 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 I don't want to take over your show, man, because this is your show. But do you ever watch like the reaction shows? Like on you mean, you mean like on YouTube where they're uh, doing reactions to movies or videos or? Yeah, and it's usually like snippets. I. I have seen, uh, there's this one channel that I watch quite often where they react to a lot of stuff that's older and newer and current, or it could be like, you know, they're looking back well, on that old. Takes all the gambits right there, older, newer, current. Well, but I mean, you know, like not, not, not long episodes of anything. Like, uh, if it's something like, uh, someone reacting to the Mandalorian, they'll cut off bits and pieces through it and just okay. do it fairly quick. Uh, these guys are watching videos that are already on YouTube that might be five minutes or 10 minutes or, you know, 15 minute videos or something. And they're reacting to it along the way. They'll pause yeah, it and they'll yeah, say I a few was, things. I was just saying that. I mean, those kind of things to me are humorous in that people don't know them. I wonder how many of them are actually being legit honest on it though. Like uh, yeah. you see, you'll see this one. It goes first time ever hearing welcome to the jungle. And I'll be like, nah, it's not your first time. It can't be. Yeah. That was that was that was on the radio everywhere. That can't be the first time you've heard that song. You know, it's stuff like that. I, some things I get, like the sports highlights. First time watching Larry Bird's mixtape. First time watching Michael Jordan's mixtape. Or LeBron fan watches Michael Jordan's mixtape and goes, Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can believe those are probably legit. Because they they look genuinely surprised about some things, but the whole music video stuff I don't buy. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail the conversation, but I was just curious. Once again, it's a weekly thing, 
So lethal weapon. You two. you don't listen to this show. I can tell you have been busted. No, sir. I have. <laughs> you I have been busted. I have. <laughs> we go off topic constantly. It's a nonstop thing. Ever friends. Ever since the first episode till today, we go off topic. I have. So, do you want me to tell you my favorite, absolute favorite scene from Lethal Weapon Two? Let let's let's get to it and let it rip. Let's are, get let's just get to it. Are, are, are just like it's have, a band aid being ripped off all at once. Are, just are you have go the, uh, I am not gonna have the beeper okay. handy. So but. you know what? This is what about the drive-through. <laughs> they <laughs> fuck you at the drive-through <laughs> because they realize. It doesn't matter what they give you at the drive-thru. They're going to fuck you, and you're, they're not going to give you what you want at the drive-thru. And you're going to be five miles away before you realize you were fucked. That was a standout scene of the entire movie, I tell you. The everybody okay, I love everybody the knows okay. that scene. And it, I'm sure most of that's going to be cut out, but whatever. No, I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave it in. You're going to listen, and you're going you're gonna to think he cut me out. I know he did. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. I let Travis. Hey, look! I let Travis get away with a few things before, so I mean, I gotta let you get away with this one. So, that, it is that. an iconic part of the movie. It it, it really well, and it describes Leo gets so much, and that's the reason why he's annoying. Now, do you know where that character basically comes from? I don't. So Leo's okay, okay, okay. Stick. He does was based on a Disneyland employee giving directions to guests at Fantasyland. Because originally Leo was going to be an oily, effeminate character, but Joe Pesci didn't want to play him that way. He pitched the idea of making Leo all too eager to please, complete with, okay, 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 ad libs to Richard Donner. Okay, okay. You know what? (laughs) Donner laughed and said, do that, do that. So the phrase is also referred to in Home Alone. It is, yeah. So if, he, if for people who didn't catch it, uh, the van driven by Joe Pesci's character when they're casing the neighborhoods, it says, okay, plumbing. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, okay. 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 You know what? Okay. 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 I got another one for you. I'm, I'm going to save it till toward the end though. Cause it's, it's more about toward the end of the movie when the scene happens. So I'm going to save it for a little bit. We're not, we're not going to get quite there. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. But, but, but just to, okay, just to, okay, just to okay, make it okay. known. Just to make it known, we got, I'll say, we got 20, so I got to get to it soon, though. Okay. 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 People people just turned the show off right now. You know that, right? Okay. (laughs) They're done hearing us talk about that. Okay. I didn't catch this in the movie. Maybe you did. During the scene where Riggs is talking about his gold pen to Mm -hmm. Trish, um, he's making what is presumably a pot of chili. He can be seen crushing Oreo cookies into the pot. Did you catch that? He was crushing no, cookies in the pot. I did not catch the Oreo cookies. I didn't either. But later in the movie, he asks Rika if she likes her chili with or without crushed Oreos. And she's like, well, with, of course. And I didn't catch it. He was actually doing that huh. before the movie. All right, so now, now, now I want to go back and look at that part. It. Now I have to rewatch it. Yeah. I have to know now. I want to see that. Who puts um, Oreos in chili? I, I don't know. I don't get that. But isn't there something about Skyline Chili in Cincinnati where they put chocolate in the chili? I'm not, I'm not sure. It seems like it is. Something about I, I've been to Cincinnati before, but I didn't get okay. another okay. chili there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dude, I'm not going to be able to we're, stop doing that now. Gonna, <laughs> hold on. 
Every time you go to talk. Every time you go to talk. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh my gosh. It, it, it's it's either that or it's going to be this. Hold on. They fuck you at the drive through. I, I, I can't find it. <laughs> you know what? That's that's what my wife says all the time. <laughs> we'll give you the big air horn. That's what we'll do. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I really need some of them wave files I downloaded. I should have put those on here. I just I, I've got to get some things organized here a little bit. Um, where did I just? I can't believe this? that we started talking about Lethal Weapon two. We went into Blazing Saddles, and now we're just like you're letting me drop f-bombs we go everywhere we go everywhere uh, did you know that there's a tie-in between die hard and lethal weapon there's a couple actually there's several yeah uh the gun that Riggs uses in uh, the, the lethal weapon movies is the same gun that john mcclain uses in the die hard movies yeah i mean it's a prop gun dude the exact, I- the exact the exact same prop and then i'm reading here when the south african killer waiter gets out of the pool it so says, we, Nakatomi we, Plaza from Die Hard can be seen in the background. Dude, I want to have a serious fucking conversation about this for one second. Can uh, okay. we talk about uh, okay. the racism okay. of the movie? Uh-huh. I, I, it's such a buddy, comedy, goofy kind of movie. But really, the whole movie is about anti-racism. I mean, I don't know if the whole movie is about that, but it is, it is definitely a part of it. Well, I mean... So the because you get the whole South Africa thing going on there, how you know, you know people in South Africa are not too too polite toward black people, obviously. Well, I mean, at least not then, right? And how? So honestly, I loved that movie so much when I was a teenager because I really did view it as a, and and maybe I'm overthinking things, but I I, I viewed it as something that other people should watch to realize we're really the same. Yeah. And I, I, to me, that was what the movie when I was a teenager was about. And I loved it for that. Here I was thinking it was all about buddy cops and drug deals and machine guns. And And now I got to go back and reevaluate my life, man. Thanks a lot. And, and, and really, really, really hot women with, with, like nice breasts, but no Russian, bo- Russian boobies. You said earlier. Russian That's what boobies. you said. Yeah, the Russian boobies were hot. Yeah, I, I don't know why she played a Dutch person, but yeah, no, it was Russian boobies. Um, but no, it, it, to me, it was it was really a, a great movie about how people should just view each other the same, regardless. And honestly, when I was younger, it affected me a lot. I liked it. A lot because I people standing up for other people when they didn't have to, I think is lost today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to get fucking serious now. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, there's not a, I mean, it's not a whole lot of really and truly. We don't have a whole lot of that going on. We get a whole lot of other stuff, which is, I don't want to say, I don't want to call it gaslighting, but I mean, we get a lot of people really trying to, you know, divide people daily. Yeah. You know, by just stirring the pot that much more each day. It, it's, 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 so it's nice and refreshing to see something different like that. And why is it that in woke communities, 
we can't have movies like that today. Doesn't fit the agenda. I mean, if we're if we're getting now down to it and being serious, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't fit the uh, the whole agenda. It's your show. Goofier, we can be fun, or we no, can... I'm just, no, no, I'm I'm cool with. It. I'm fine with. It. I'm just saying. I mean, if 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 I'm being serious about it, if I'm being honest about it, it's because it doesn't fit what their agenda is that they want to push forward. It doesn't benefit them in any way. What they want, they it they're pushing the whole division thing for a reason. And if you think about it, it you know, when people movies, like the whole series, the whole series, I think is people that shouldn't be friends being friends. Right. And then too, like the movie we're talking about right now mm -hmm. is completely about a dude standing up for people that, probably could have just walked away from him but he took a stand because it mattered and from the his relationship with the family his relationship with the daughter his daughter the the daughter have the the commercial that everybody of course made fun of as well they should have i mean you know it is what it is but the tree the tree on the desk was great yeah but but even that's even that is like camaraderie of making fun of your your buddy it's not hurtful to her mm -hmm. it's just making fun of your buddy and i think that the the familial situation and everything else i i just think that it's honestly i i think that it's one of those movies that people should watch and should realize you know what we're not that fucking different you know they they make a habit of that in these movies. Uh, they do that. They repeat it in the fourth one too. Facts. So I mean, so I mean I, that's my fault. Huh? I didn't mean to take over. My fault. No, we're we're good on, on where we're going with and everything. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I mean, it, it 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 makes a good point about the movie, and you know how they how they like you said how they that they definitely come together as a group like you described it, and like I said. In the fourth one, they do the same thing with the. I think they were called the Hong family, the, the Hongs that mm -hmm. were being, yeah, uh, being you know, messed with and everything, but brought over but mistreated and such. And yeah. they 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 bring attention to that because uh, a lot of people don't realize or they don't think about people being brought over and put immediately into like what we'll refer to as maybe like a slave labor kind of thing or something. You know, we'll bring you to the United States, but you're going to do this for us and for this long, or you won't, you know, get to stay. You won't see your family, or you won't, you won't make it, or whatever the deal may be. But yeah, it's 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 a, a, a it's a big issue going on, and they did touch on it in, in a lot of their movies. So, do you have? Let's see. Let me go back to this thing here. I just noticed the time. Let me go back to this thing up here. In the movie, the house on stilts that he goes to. Mm -hmm. First off, it's funny the first time they go there, uh, the Riggs character, Mel Gibson, places going through with the uh, pool equipment. And he's telling me he's there to service the pool. And like, there's no pool here. The house is on stilts. There's no pool. But um, that house in general, do you know how much it costs for them to do that scene where they brought the house down? Oh, I'm guessing millions. $500,000. Really? That's it. Was the cost to do that? Now, how believable was that to you, though? I mean, if you think about re, re you think about when you rewatched it, how believable is that today to you about him bringing the house down? 
that's on stilts. But it's true. It's not at all because you know he probably would have ripped the rear axle clear off that truck. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. No. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's movie wise, it's cool, and we all, and of course, we know. Well, and that's one of the things about Lethal Weapon too. And but after Lethal Weapon one, I think was more realistic. I think Lethal Weapon two was much more goofy. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's more like slapstick kind of stuff. I mean, he is a, supposed to be a Three Stooges fan, right? So, yeah. Emma, yeah. Emma, and actually, he says that what like twice in the movie. I know when he's in the office where he meets him. Yeah, he's like, Eeny, Meeny, Miney. And he points goes, Hey, Mo. And he shoots the fish tank. Fish go everywhere. And then, of course, in the first movie, he had done the whole little poke him in the eyes and slap their faces and everything. And things yeah. people he was setting yeah. up. Well, I mean, that's that's a big uh, Donner reference. Donner is like a huge Stooge fan. Uh, who isn't a Stooge fan? I mean, yeah, it's awesome. Three Stooges, Little little Abbott and Costello. I mean, it's a great comedy there. Do you have something that you just really dislike about the movie? Something I dislike about the movie? Uh, not a big fan of the end. I kind of <laughs> wish we would have like at least seen him in the hospital like recuperating or something. Yeah, because it left you wondering. Yeah, it's. I would have liked. I just like things wrapped up a little bit better for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that, the, and it's not like a dislike. It's just a, it's a you could have done it better. Yeah. I do like the scene previous that led up to that. Um, yeah. I know the whole thing with Leo with the drive through is something you like. Cause it's, it's, it's funny. It's humorous. Nah, Leo gets, I really like the end of it though. Uh, you think they're, they've, they've got it wrapped up and done. Now he's killed the guy. He dropped the big container thing on top of him. Right. Um, Murtaugh is that, that, uh, all right. it, uh, not, not very believable. Is it? No, no, it's not. It's very comical, but it's it's fun. Sounds like a painful way to go, too. Does it? I mean, I mean, a big, <laughs> a big, heavy, probably one ton, two ton, whatever container falling on top of your head. I mean, it's it's, it's not like look. It's not like Naked Gun. It's not like Naked Gun where the, the steamroller goes over the guy who falls over the roof and the elephants come walking over and the marching band walks on top of him and the guy's like, that's how my dad went. You know, it's, it's, it's not like this. It's not humorous like that. But the way so you're they did it, it's kind of shaky. to have one sudden drop on your head and you're done. I think the post like, you know what, to me, paper cuts, I'm just... To me, the painful thing is just thinking about it. I think the initial contact of it. Okay, you'll you'll feel it for like a what a half second at the most, if not at, at most, all at most. So, but it's it's definitely final. There's no coming back from that. No final, yeah. There's no healing. But when the 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 main bad guy Arjun Rudd starts shooting and he, he misses Murtaugh, I guess if he's aiming his way, but definitely hits Riggs, or maybe he was aiming at Riggs the whole time. And puts about what four or five rounds in him, and Murtaugh's telling him to drop it, and he's not. You know, he he holds the thing up. I know you hate this, the diplomatic immunity. You know, no, I don't hate it. I actually look. That's like one of my favorite things is like the way when he's grinning. Yeah. Um. So my 
Uh, never mind, I can't tell the story. Um, yeah, no, I, I actually like that scene. It's it's, it's just great. one of the it's it's one of the coolest lines in the movie. I thought, yeah, because it, it, it's it's a serious moment. He's just shot rigs up, and you might be dying or something. And he and he he throws a diplomatic immunity back in their face like he has been doing all movie. And then you see Danny Glover doing that little motion he does where he's adjusting his head and his chin, yeah. taking the aim and shoots him right in the head. And he says, it's just been revoked. I guarantee you there will be some time in life where, you know, my daughter dating a guy I really don't like or something. And he's like, what, what, what? And I'm just going to do the whole, <laughs> it's been revoked. <laughs> You've just been revoked. You should. You sure you want to do that, or do you want to get someone with you there and do the whole Bad Boys Two routine? Uh probably that. Yeah. Yeah. That one. That one was pretty rough. Yeah. No, Scared yeah. the kid pretty good. So. Yeah. You ever been to jail? You ever been to prison? <laughs> you want to? <laughs> yeah, Martin Lawrence with the the, the 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 crazy eyes going. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, you won't believe how fast the hour has gone by. It's already. At that time, man, we didn't even get, you know what, before we go, we're going to do something. We always do this and I forgot to do it first of the show. I forgot. Hold on. We are going to tell because everybody inquiring minds wants to know how much this movie made. I mean, it had a $28 million budget estimated. The opening weekend didn't quite make it. It's 20.388, but it grossed worldwide 227,853,000. That's some pretty impressive change there. Outdid the first movie. It did. It did. It outdid the first movie. And I think the I think the third one made a little bit less than the second one. That's one of the things I mentioned earlier. I was talking about earlier about the second one doing better than the first one. How often does it do better? You know, I don't think the second one always does better at the box office. Yeah, I thought you were just talking about my sex life. Do what? It was always better than the first. <laughs> oh god. Definitely gonna clip that one. That's a blackmail thing right there. <laughs> That's what that is. Anyway, hey, one more time. Before we get done with this, tell everybody about the podcast again and where they can find you guys. Uh, three Dash Cousins. Uh, we're on everywhere. Um, check us out. We talk about nonsense every single week. Uh, we do at least one bonus episode every couple weeks, but we always have an argument episode every week where we just sit down and fight with each other about a stupid topic and very entertaining at that. So three dash cousins.com makes you want to yell at them through the, through the podcast while you're listening. Really? You want to yell at us? You want to yell and say like, you know, I can't believe you just said that. That's stupid. You know, I told you earlier, I told you. (laughs) Yeah, but that wasn't when we were recording. So, right. Right. I was allowing you to expand a little bit. So I mean, uh, I you know I will expand right now just to make so say so they did an episode on overrated bands, okay? This guy here had the biggest hissy fit because someone hissy told fit. him hissy a biggest, biggest hissy Fuck fit. You. No. Mm. hissy fit because he was told the Beatles were overrated. <laughs> um, I'm not saying the Beatles are overrated because they had a lot of great songs that people remade and everything and. You know, if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't have remade those songs. So, I mean, I'm not going to say anything. But then they, but then they did the wrong thing. They touched on my band and said that Kiss was not a good band. Kiss and I was like, they, but, but, but they did kind of, 
they did kind of, you know, make it a little bit better when they didn't really dog them, though. They just said, you know, they're great entertainers and everything. They are so great they, entertainers. They're not going to be in. They kind of saved themselves a little bit, but, you know, I mean, they're still on my list, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Chris Jericho said, you know. You just made the list. All right. So I I would like to have you on our show again. Yeah. We I'm, are I'm, doing, I'm there. We, I, 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 I'm, I'm putting this out here right now for you. I have not told my cousins this yet. We're just going to do it. Yeah. Who's on your list stores that are on your list that you will not go to because they're on your list. You will not go to them because they did something you disliked or you don't like their practices or whatever. Oh, that might get to be like a touchy subject for some people. But then again, that's your show, though. That's what you do, right? Get a little argument, good, a little argument we, we like going on. Off. That's kind of like the people today who aren't drinking the Bud Light because they're afraid it's going to turn them into a wearing a dress or something. God, do you want to talk about that for a second? Oh, no, no. Well, we're going to save it for your show. <laughs> we're going to save it for your show for sure. God. All right. We're definitely going to do And, you know, I, I should have gotten... I should have gotten Tib on your show to record for me a little wave file of him laughing and counting down so I could have played it every time you went there. Oh. <laughs> That's what we should have done. I didn't even think about that, but I should have done that. Anyway, uh, catch the podcast. Uh, do you want to have another scream? Uh, uh, you know what? Go ahead. Just, just let one go. <laughs> See? Oh. Eardrums, people. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Not earmuffs, eardrums. I mean, earmuffs. earmuffs. I said earmuffs, earmuffs to protect your eardrums. We're sorry with the disclaimer. We do not uh, lay any claim to this guy. If you have any eardrum issues or problems, please direct your doctor bills to 3 cousins.com. I believe it is. There's an email there you can catch him on and let them know how bad he damaged your ears. I just turned him down in mine. I don't have to hear it. Um, <laughs> Anyway, catch the podcast they got. It's great. Catch ours. You know where to find us at iTunes, uh, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. Just pick us up. Go to the website directly. Listen to us there. Uh, You know, if if, if you want to send me an email, I'll go put mine out there like you always do. Retro Life for you. It's Retro Life number four, Y O U, at gmail.com. And then tell me how loud he was and how bad he hurt your ears. And you know, we'll we'll forward it to them, let them know as well, so he can be chastised on his own show. And, and they will they will do it. They will do it. I mean, they'll, they'll get him. They'll put it out there. So, Chris, you, you, this has been so much fun, man. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, it's been really fun. Glad, and it, like I said, like I told Tiv last time too. Anytime you guys want to come on, you're all welcome to come on. Everything. We'll get some uh, some more fun shows to talk about again, or. We we you know what we need we need a I, I need a, to do the, the the blazing saddles episode we need a blazing saddles episode but we need like a kind of debate type show that's revolving around the movies of the time frame we do that way it fits your um you know style you do as well as what this is as well and uh, okay. we can do either like a like a top five list or a like a, what do you think your top five movies of this time frame where we can tackle a year. Because so, 84 and 85 had some of the best for 80s movies. We can go into the 90s. Anyway, uh, something that kind of crosses over both ways. 
and make a little discussion out of it as well. Yeah, so no, hey, I, I, I heard you like to go both ways. Yeah, no, I got that. You know, 80s and 90s, swinging both. You know, love yeah, the 80s, that's, though. That's, that's what I was talking about, sure. <laughs> and on that note, we'll catch you guys later, Brian. Thanks for being with us again, and everybody have a great week. Bye-bye.